Hello, everybody, and welcome to my brand new podcast on Anchor by Spotify. This is Sports Fusion. everybody welcome to the special edition of sports fusion i'm your host hunter poland uh, <clears throat> today's episode is going to be a different episode from the past um, not going to go over scores and predictions of what i think is going to happen in the baseball world or uh, with scores and bets but uh, as for uh, football we are going to go ahead and break down the top 40 quarterbacks And the burning questions that people have asked about this season going into the regular season from postseason, as well as breaking down fantasy football and who you should think about taking in your keeper leagues and your leagues in general. So, breaking down the rookie class of the 2021 quarterbacks from the draft this year, We look, and there's the Jags took Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, first overall from Clemson. The Jets, very next pick, Zach Wilson from BYU. Trey Lance from North Dakota State went to the 49ers in the pick right after Wilson. Justin Fields, only the 11th overall from Ohio State, goes to Chicago and plays for the Bears. Duh, Bears, as the once great... Coach Ditka always said about the Bears. New England Patriots, 15th overall, Mac Jones in the Alabama quarterback. And the first five quarterbacks went in the first 15 overall picks. 64th overall, Kyle Trask for the Bucks out of Florida. 66th, Vikings took Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. Houston Texans, 67th overall, David Mills from Stanford. New Orleans Saints, 133rd overall out of Notre Dame, Ian Book. Indianapolis Colts, out of Texas, 218th overall, Sam Ellinger. Went to Indy. And we look at the top 40 quarterbacks. We look here and we see a rookie quarterback within the top 20 Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence makes the 17th overall in the analysis here. Patrick Mahomes, obviously number one. Josh Allen at number two. And one that we never thought we would see this early in his career, at least. Kyler Murray makes number three. So Mahomes, Allen, and Murray... In the top three, Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson at number four and five. Dak Prescott at number six. Ryan Tannehill at number seven. Aaron Rodgers at eight. Justin Herbert at number nine. And even though he helped Tampa Bay to win a Super Bowl, Tom Brady is sitting at the number 10 spot. 
number 11 is Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. Joe Burrow sits at number 12, second year out of LSU for the Bengals. Matt Ryan for the Falcons sits at number 13. Matt Stafford sits at number 14 for the Rams. Second year out of Alabama, Tua Tagovailoa for Miami sits at number 15. Number 16, Kurt Cousins for the Vikings. Trevor Lawrence, rookie out of Clemson for Jacksonville, sits at number 17. Carson Wentz, number 18, sitting for the Colts, sitting at number 18. Ben Roethlisberger for the Pittsburgh Steelers sits at number 19. And here's a surprise that I got. Daniel Jones sits at number 20 for the New York Giants. And he sits right before Baker Mayfield from the Browns. They had a comeback last few years. 2016, they went 0-16. And then just to make it to the divisional round of the playoffs, get defeated by Kansas City here in just this last NFL postseason. Ryan Fitzpatrick sits at number 22 for the Washington football team. Can't I still can't get over saying the football team. It's, it's still the Redskins to me, but we can't uh, we can't be that uh, indigenous to the Indians to the Indian folk. Uh, Zach Wilson, the rookie from BYU, sits at number twenty-three for the Jets. Derek Carr sits at number 24 for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's another one that I still got to get used to. Las Vegas, It's not. that doesn't sound right. It's Oakland Raiders, that's what it sounds like. You know what I mean? That sounds better to me. Sam Darnold for the Carolina Panthers, traded in the offseason to the Panthers from the Jets. He sits at number 25 in the listings. Another rookie out of OSU, Ohio State is uh, sitting at number 26, Justin Fields for the Bears, sits at number 26. Number 27, Cam Newton from the Patriots. Number 28, Jared Goff, traded to the Detroit Lions in a trade with Matthew Stafford, who actually sits at number 14 with the Rams. Uh, He's with the Lions now, Jared Goff is, and he sits at number 28. Trey Lance, the rookie, from North Dakota State, San Francisco's quarterback, number 29, he sits at. Taysom Hill from the Saints and Jameis Winston from the Saints, back-to-back at 30 and 31, Taysom Hill being at number 30. Teddy Bridgewater, who was uh, recently traded to the Broncos, he sits at number 32. Jimmy G, Jimmy the Man G, Jimmy Garoppolo sits at number 33. For the 49ers. Tyrod Taylor, who is now with Houston, sits at number 34. He was traded in the offseason to the Texans from the Chargers when his buddy Justin Herbert, who sits at number 9, took the starting position after Tyrod Taylor was injured. Mac Jones. Out of Alabama with the Patriots now, sits at number 35. 
Taylor Henneke from the Washington football team sits at number 36. Drew Locke from the Denver Broncos sits at 37. Andy Dalton, who was traded to the Bears from the Cowboys, will be sitting at the 38th position. And Deshaun Watson from the Texans, after a grueling offseason for him in the in the uh, the legal system, grueling offseason, uh, he sits at number 39 for the Houston Texans. And at number 40 in the top 40 for the Buffalo Bills, Mitchell Trubisky, who will sit behind Josh Allen, no doubt. Josh Allen just signed a new contract with the Bills or during this uh, during the last few weeks uh, with preparation to the uh, with preparation to the preseason. And myself, I will be attending the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals here in Glendale, Arizona. I'll be attending them. They play tonight at 5 p.m. local time in Glendale at State Farm Stadium. Now, some of the burning questions that we get for quarterbacks. Which quarterbacks stand to benefit most from upgrades their teams made around them this offseason? And when you think and you consider Julio Jones is arguably one of the two or three most productive receivers in recent seasons, It's hard to envision a scenario in which Tennessee's Ryan Tannehill fails to benefit significantly significantly from the Titans' acquisition of Jones in a trade with Atlanta this offseason. The addition of Will Fuller as a bona fide deep threat is likely to result in in improved spacing in Miami's passing game, which would make things a lot easier for the second-year quarterback Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. Meanwhile, sixth overall pick Jalen Waddell was keeping pace with an Alabama teammate and eventual Heisman winner Devontae Smith before getting hurt his last season, this last season. He might be the closest thing in the league to Tyreek Hill in terms of quickness and on his release and pure speed. And his ability to create the separation should provide bigger throwing windows for Tagovailoa. While Daniel Jones didn't have much of a supporting cast over his first two NFL seasons, the arrival of wideout Kenny Galladay changes that. Galladay is going to give Jones a field-tipping true number one receiver, and Jones' willingness to test tight windows should mesh well with Galladay's contested catch prowess. Um, And we can expect Daniel Jones to be targeting Galladay a lot during this regular season that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. It's hard to believe, feels just like yesterday, that the Super Bowl was played. Feels just like yesterday in that uneventful Super Bowl where it was a one-sided affair but you can look at it again and Kansas City picked up 11 penalties throughout the whole game and Tampa Bay only picked up 4 so the Chiefs needed to work on uh, strategy and fundamentals throughout the offseason and they needed to work on getting that set uh, in their last practice practices and whatnot and then uh, 
now we're already in the second week of preseason here at the end of August. Another question is uh, which quarterbacks are most likely to thrive in their new surroundings here in this upcoming 2021 season? Matthew Stafford may not be at the level of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen at this point of his career. When it comes to his current level of pure physical talent, but Stafford's arm strength and playmaking feel and aggressiveness will allow Los Angeles head coach uh, Sean McVay to open up his playbook like never before. But we saw in McVay's first season in L.A. in 2017 that he designed plays to stress defenses vertically to produce more big plays while improving space for underneath targets. Perhaps more than anything, Stafford's ability to play with a muddy pocket a major weakness in departed quarterback Jared Goff's game should make a huge difference. Um, Carson Wentz reunites with the coach, head coach of the Colts, Frank Reich, his offensive coordinator during the MVP caliber season when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl in 2017 season. He'll go from the Eagles' injury-plagued patchwork offensive line to one of the best front fives in football protecting him. And it's very hard to say that. (laughs) Me, personally, I'm a Chiefs fan, and I want to say that the offensive line for my Kansas City Chiefs is going to be a brick wall. But that's just with the draft that we had, Kansas City had here in the offseason. They drafted a brick wall, to say literally and figuratively. The draft, they drafted a couple of offensive linemen who barely, barely let one sack, allowed one sack, Throughout their whole four-year career in the college that they played in, that is impressive. But the real question is, how are they going to do in the um, regular? How are they going to do in the professional? This is the bigs. This is the big leagues. In baseball terms, welcome to the show. This is where everything counts. This is where you get your money's worth. This is where star meets rookie and rookie wants to become star if you know what I'm saying here which quarterback is most likely to outperform his average position in 2021 although it seems as if Derek Carr has been on the brink ever since John Gruden took over the Vegas Raiders organization He has done nothing but improve since Gruden arrived. And that's very hard for me to say as a Chiefs fan as well. Three years ago, Carr had devolved into a quick strike-only spread quarterback who seemed desperate to get the ball out of his hands and avoid hit. Under Gruden, he has improved immensely as a play-action passer and has shown an ability to extend plays that just wasn't there earlier in his career. There are plenty of issues in Vegas, but Carr is not one of them. He's on an affordable contract, and he's playing well enough to win games despite the Raiders having one of the NFL's worst defenses. Definitely a big problem in Vegas. They're one of the worst defenses, which is why they've come up with so many close games but high scoring at the same time when they played the Chiefs in both of their games they allowed over 30 points for Kansas City in both games 
That's over 60 points in the two games combined. And when they played the Falcons, they allowed over 40 points in that game and couldn't score a touchdown with their offense. That was an off game, I can tell you that, because I would never have imagined a Falcon team scoring over 40 points but allowing only six for the other team. But that that's a whole different story. That was an off day for Vegas, I can tell you that much. Another question here is, which quarterbacks are most likely to struggle to adapt to their new surroundings in 2021? That's another question that we get here. Although, although, um, you know, it's, it's very hard to say the least, although there's a good chance that Ryan Fitzpatrick ends up being the right fit for Indianapolis from a real football standpoint. His fantasy production is unlikely to improve with his move to a team that appears to want to run the ball in 2021. In Detroit, Jared Goff will be working with a receiving corpse that is nowhere near as talented as what he had in Los Angeles with such reliable targets as Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. New Lions offensive coordinator Anthony Lynn, the ex-Chargers head coach, has overseen diverse offenses between his stints in Buffalo and Los Angeles. And the expectation is that he'll implement a run-heavy offense while he is in Detroit as their OC. And with a run-heavy offense here in Detroit, that is almost one of the best ways to run the ball is by performing with a run-heavy offense. But when you have two teams that have a top-tier defense in Green Bay and Chicago, and I'm not saying very top-tier, but they are in a standpoint of a top-tier defense, but it's Green Bay and Detroit who are two of your division rivals, let alone you play them twice a year. That's four games where you're not going to have a very productive offense. However, um, I definitely feel that those are going to be um, some of the quarterbacks who are most likely to struggle in their new surroundings. Um, Most of this information that I am getting for you is out of our the one and the most popular fantasy football magazines, uh, Centennial Sports, is one of the greatest fantasy football. It's the greatest to pr- uh, produce a fantasy football team, um, whether you're in a keeper league, a league for just for fun, you're betting, doesn't matter. It's still very, it's still very fun to adapt to 
you know what I mean, this, this is very, this magazine has definitely helped me win a couple of leagues, it's helped me lose a couple of leagues, but we're still good, and uh, our final question that we get, for quarterbacks at least, which rookie quarterback or rookie quarterbacks represent the best long-term investment for fantasy owners and that's where you've got to look at two people Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence is the obvious answer after he was selected with the first overall pick in the 2021 draft thought to be the best quarterback to come in the league since Andrew Luck Lawrence fits into just about any offense the Jaguars could build for him. Trey Lance, San Francisco, is a great fit for head coach Kyle Shanahan's offense. Along with the fact that he played primarily under center at North Dakota State, a program that tasks its quarterbacks with the kind of responsibility they normally don't get into until they are at a pro level, he will also bring a new wrinkle to the running game. Once Lance is under center, defenses will also have to contend with the 11th man in the run game with the prospect Lance keeping the ball and taking off to the backside. It has the potential to be a nightmare to defend. As a passer, he will be asked to work from under center and make quick decisions off play action, getting the ball into the hands of the 49ers playmakers. And that is where you look at you look at a team and you don't see many teams that go with a primarily under center uh, with a primarily under center uh, offense. And a lot of the times when you do an an under center offense, it's more likely to be a run heavy defense, a run heavy offense. But you look at the defense and you have to plan out your play. Are they going to play blitz? Are they going to play zone coverage? Are they going to play man-to-man coverage? And you have to look at every one of these players and look, this guy on the left side is going to come straight to my center. There's your blitz. You're going to look at the other side and this guy is going to play man on my wide receiver one. And then you have to look and see... Am I going to play under center, and am I going to play uh, with an under center quarterback? Am I going to play, and I'm going to run the ball down the middle? No, because your blitz is going to come right there. Your one man-to-man coverage is only playing a wide receiver one. You just go to your next wide receiver. He could be very well open because your other free safety in the backfield is coming straight for your center for the blitz and man. You look at your wide receiver two, and he's wide open downfield. Easy score. Touchdown. But that's just where I come from on the standpoint of having an under-center quarterback. You have to look at the defense and tell uh, which play is going to help you more. Anyway, so uh, that's, that is the end of quarterbacks. And breaking down, especially the rookie quarterbacks, that's breaking down our burning questions of who is going to... Uh, thrive in their new surroundings, who's going to struggle in their new surroundings, what rookie quarterback is going to help you more in fantasy football, 
um, who's going to outperform his average draft position and uh, who is going to play like they mean it uh, with the improvements that they have made in the offseason or throughout last season or however you want to put it. Some of the some of the biggest offseason trades I've ever seen. One that I never thought I would see is definitely J.J. Watt and how he went to Arizona. And that's going to be fun as I attend that game tonight. It's going to be fun to watch J.J. Watt up against Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, I don't want to see him get sacked at all. I want to see them play smart, but I also want to see him play hard. And then uh, it was confirmed by Andy Reid. Starters are going to play the first half of that game. And then he's going to move on to the backups and go from there. So I expect to see a very eventful game. But I also want to see my offense play their hearts out. And I want to see what kind of improvements we made with the O-line. I want to see if maybe we can come out with our second preseason win this year. So that is the end of Sports Fusion. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Sports Fusion out.